0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Coffee with a Therapist. I am excited to talk about a question that came up time and time again on in the comments section of my TikToks. And essentially, it was the thread of, how do we even start therapy? So maybe we've seen some stuff in the social media space that we've related to, or maybe we're like, huh, I might have some trauma or relational stuff that I want to work on. How do we even begin that process? What does that look like? I'm gonna give a general overview and hopefully I can kind of go into detail with each different section because I think that there are quite a few things to consider when starting therapy and quite a few things to consider when trying to find a therapist based on your needs, your finances, where you're located, all of that jazz. I know generally speaking I have a better understanding for how to find a therapist in the U.S., but I'm guessing that some of these can be applied across the seas as well and in other countries as well. So, bear with me if you are in a different country and maybe try to take the pieces that are helpful. I don't have as much knowledge about finding a therapist in other countries and sometimes finding a therapist might mean being open to doing virtual work with a therapist in the U.S. or in Europe or in some other country that therapy is more prevalent. Because I also realized the reality that for some people in different countries, therapists are just not readily available. I totally get that. And so that may mean doing more virtual coaching or therapy um, versus maybe finding someone locally. So first things first, I think it's important that we realize or we really get clear on what is it that we're wanting to work on? What are we hoping to work on in therapy? What are our goals? Is there a specific disorder that we're identifying with? Is there trauma that's coming up? Is it showing up in our relationships in different ways? Is it for a transitional period of our life? Just writing down all of the different things that we are hoping to get out of therapy and I will say I'm a little biased that I think all of us could do some trauma work and so we might want to write that down regardless because usually working on the higher level stuff like treating an addiction or an eating disorder or relationship problems is usually just the tip of the iceberg and underneath that is trauma and all of the deeper rooted things. So. I would recommend finding somebody who is well-versed in both your concern and specializes in your concern, but also can do the deeper work as well, just for longer term results. That's my own personal bias. Of course, you're the expert on you and you are absolutely welcome to do whatever feels right for you. So first we wanna get clear on what we wanna work on. The second thing is, you know, logistically, I understand that finances are really important for people to configure. Um, especially if you have a limited budget or if you don't have insurance, this can get really tricky. For those of us who do have insurance, typically we can look up therapists and we can either find out what insurances they take on their website or psychologytoday.com and goodtherapy.com are some really good resources that typically narrow down therapists based on their insurances. And you can even search them based on their insurances. Now, I wouldn't let finances 100% lead this journey, but I also realize like for some people that is super important. I personally don't have good insurance. So for me and my therapy process when I'm looking for a therapist, um, and yes, I do see a therapist now, I budgeted what I could do per month and kind of let that be known to that therapist and said, hey, like this is what I'm working with, um, or this is what I'm working with over the next couple of months where can we meet in the middle, or we might have to do every other week if my budget is more limited. And for those with a very limited budget, so even for me when I was in college, I would look at working with some of the on-campus psychologists and therapists, and you don't have to be a college student to do that. Like you can actually come from other parts of the community and come into different therapy offices. So here in Wichita, we have several universities like Friends, Newman, and Wichita State that have people who are in training to be therapists that are offering free to very low cost services. So sometimes they're free and sometimes they're in that five to $15 range per session, which just makes it incredibly affordable for for people if they don't have insurance. So that is something to look into. Sometimes there's also agencies and communities that offer free or reduced cost services. Now I'm gonna tell you my bias. I know it sounds weird, but typically I think working with a college or with students in training, you might get better therapy because even though they're baby therapists, and I say that in the most loving way because I was definitely a baby therapist at one point, um, and I still think I was a good baby therapist, not to like toot my own horn, but I, I think there was a lot of quality and I really think the work I did with people was still really good. And I had amazing supervisors that were there to lead the process with me. So it wasn't like I was just working on somebody's case. It was like they had my supervisors there as well, helping to work on their case and providing support in between those sessions. So it's almost like they had two or three different eyes on what was going on. And that was a good thing. I think those, I think my clients got really good care because of my supervision. Whereas with agencies, sometimes we we make the joke that that's kind of where good therapists can go to die. And I don't mean that like in a bad way. It's just, unfortunately, the way the system is set up, these therapists are often given caseloads of so many clients, too many clients. And any human, any therapist wouldn't be able to keep up with all of the different names and the diagnoses and the issues and the problems. And so they get overloaded with all these cases. And then it's like that therapist can only give, you know, a certain percent of their best work. And that's just because they're human. And even for myself, if I was working in an agency, I don't think my therapy would be as high quality as it is in private practice, because I'm really able to dedicate and give my full attention to my clients and their and their family systems and remember all their details, whereas in agencies, I've heard that it can get so overwhelming that people are like, okay, what's my client's name and what's their, like, it is just, they just get overloaded with stuff. So if I had a, like, if I was gonna nudge you in a direction, I would say actually go to the colleges first. And if that isn't an option, then agencies are, like, they're better than not seeing a therapist. So I wanna encourage people, you know, going to somebody and having a safe space to talk is therapeutic in and of itself, although I think when it comes to like trauma work and the deeper therapies, you're typically going to get that in private practice. Now, if you are, if you have insurance, um, you know what your presenting concern is, I would recommend that you do some research on your therapist. And a good way to do this is through psychologytoday.com or looking up their name via Google. So you can narrow, one of the cool things about psychology today is that you can narrow down a therapist based on their top three specialties and issues that they work with. And I love that because you can really hone into what is it that this therapist specializes in? Like what is their jam? And narrow therapist down based on that. And I think that that's good, not just for you, but for the therapist too, because it's always great when it matches on both sides. Like for me, I feel so grateful and blessed that my client base really matches the things that I love to work with. And that energy is felt for both of us. And so I'd really highly recommend you find somebody who is specializing in what you're wanting to work on and then look at, you know, their training. And if you have a specific modality you want to use, like, For trauma therapy, some people want to do EMDR, internal family systems, they want to do somatic experiencing or some of those other things. So you can also narrow it down based on the actual types of therapy that they do too. But then it's also good that you're able to read their bios and really kind of hear their voice and see if you connect with that. Um, I know it doesn't give you the full picture, but at least gives you a glimpse into you know, their philosophy and how they see things. And I would narrow that down to about three or four profiles and then reach out to that therapist or those therapists and see if you can schedule with at least, you know, two to three of them and have an intake with with three of them and really kind of sit down and figure out which one is the best fit for me. And part of doing that means when you go to your first therapy session, you get to interview them too. I think clients forget that and often, you know, I rarely have a client interview me when I'm doing therapy with with them for that first session and it always surprises me because I'm like, I know you need to get to know me and make sure that it's a good fit as well. And yeah, I think clients forget to do that, but I would highly encourage you do that. Ask them questions about, you know, tell me more about your therapy style. Tell me about your strengths in therapy. How long do you typically see clients? Um, what kind of frequency do you think we're going to be doing therapy on? Like, is it going to be every week or every other week? Um, what kinds of things make me a successful client to you? You know, just asking them different questions and really getting to know them as a therapist, their style, um, their background. You can even ask them if they've ever gone to therapy. And I know that sounds kind of like a silly question, but, for me, that's an important thing. Like, I want to know that my therapist has walked the walk. Um, and yeah, I just want to know more about their clinical experience, and their background, and definitely interview them too. You know, I know they come in and they have all their questions for you. I know I have a million questions for my clients because I'm just so excited for them to be there and to get to know them. But write down questions. And I say write down because you're probably going to be a little nervous your first session, and that's totally normal. Most therapists are a little nervous too, just a little insider tip, just because it's like a new human and you're like interacting for the first time, a little bit of nerves, totally normal. Um, And yeah, so because you're nervous, it'd be good for you to have things written down so you don't forget the questions that you want to ask them. And you don't forget what you want to tell them as far as, hey, these are the issues I want to work on and this is what is important to me and this is what I'm hoping to get out of therapy. So we talked about finances, we talked about looking them up online, we talked about getting to know and like feel out if a therapist is a good fit for you and asking them questions. I'm trying to think if, I, if there's any other pieces that I'm missing out, at least for this first initial intake. I guess to wrap that up, I just encourage you to, to go check out at least two or three therapists and see who you connect with the most. and. And narrow that down after the fact. It doesn't, like for me, it doesn't hurt my feelings if someone's like, hey, I've gotta check out some other therapists as well. I'm like, great, that's good because I know that if you choose to work with me, you are doing it with intention and you've tried other things and it's really because you feel like this is the best fit, and not because you're just nervous and you're like, sure, sign me up. Um, because I really do want to make sure it's the best fit for you. I'm incredibly passionate about that. It took me about three or four therapists before I found the first therapist that really changed my life. And so I would encourage you to do the same, to just shop around and see who you connect with, because sometimes you're going to connect with one and not another, and it's going to be something over something silly. But that does make a difference, and it is important that you feel like you can open up and be safe with and trust the person that's sitting across from you. All right, y'all. I hope that was helpful. If you have any other questions about starting therapy, I'd be happy to answer them. Just make sure you leave it in the comments below, or you can send me a personal message. I hope y'all have a great day, and I will check in with you later.